Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bennett. You're listening to the Daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying this content, head over to yisodblocks.com where you can subscribe for only $9.99 a month. And not only can you get access to a ton of other content that really takes all these ideas, integrates them properly, organizes them in various forms and series so you can really get all the ideas in the proper structure and order, completely rewriting the way that you see the world, see yourself, uh, rewriting your mind, essentially. But you also get to support us uh, as we try to continue to spread and create Torah on this level so we can really show the world and show ourselves exactly what the Torah is and how sophisticated it truly is as opposed to perceiving Torah as some kind of old, archaic, irrelevant tool and not just on the level of trying to become better people or having some kind of deeper understanding of psychology but actually having a true grasp of the mechanics of the mind, the world of emotion, the world of perception, and the, our, our world's and habits of behavior. So head over there and subscribe now. We're moving forward in Siman Nun Aleph, section 51 in the Halachos of Psuket Zimra. We're up to now Halacha Gimel, and we've been discussing how Psuket Zimra is a set of uh, essentially songs that we're singing, and that are these are all correlates to the emotional conviction aspect or area or realm of our own character. And you can think of it as uh, if you're if you're structured in a in sort of like a stack that translates the neshama, the intangible self that you are, into its physical form through the body, the behaviors that we manifest through our bodies. So then the layers essentially consist of the layer of the of perceptions, which is the world of da'at, and then we go from there to the world of the mind, the world of thought, which is the world of bina, and then that goes the next layer underneath that is the layer of emotion, and that we can call that the world of tiferet, we can call that the world of yitzira, a few different t- terms for that. But that layer is the layer of emotional conviction. That's what emotions are. Emotions are essentially, um, they are chemical, physiological reactions that are the, the function of and the result of our deeply embedded perceptions. So you can actually think thoughts and have things that you say you believe in the world of your bina, the world of your thought, the world of your mind. You can say, well, I believe that things are a certain way. But actually, your emotional state will tell you a lot more about what you truly believe, because the definition of belief in the Torah, it's kind of a weird word, the word belief in English, uh, but it's essentially, it's these are, the, the concept of belief means perceptions that are embedded enough in your world of perception, in the landscape of your perceptual space, that they are actually fused with your identity. In other words, you perceive them as part of who you are. Now, the irony with that is that sometimes you can have false perceptions that are embedded inside of your personal space in that way, inside of the sense of self that you are. So when you have deot like that, that are false, deot kozavot, so then what happens is you actually have to uproot them or overwrite them or rewrite them to make sure that you're actually seeing things as they are and not just as you have been habituated to see them. So your emotions can end up being a real flag, a red flag, a marker that tells us exactly what it is that you really think or how does it you really, more fundamentally, the idea of belief means the way that you fundamentally see the world in some aspect, in some area, and then you have to assess, well, if I'm getting this upset about something or I'm getting this excited about something, what does that tell me about how I actually see it? So that's the the, the emotional space, thus, is the world of conviction. It's, it's the things that you actually care about, and it tells you, it's kind of like the clothing for the world of perception, and in a certain way, also for the world of thought, because it tells you, based on the externalities, what's going on in the in internal side of things. So in this halacha, we're specifically exploring, we started in the previous episode already, uh, two episodes ago actually, talking about this concept of amen. And amen is this affirming word that we say. It's from the word emunah. Essentially it means it means to dedicate or to be loyal to something that is not there. 
In other words, to say that even something that is not present now, I am affirming that I am loyal to that thing. That's what the word amen means. And the word emunah, which means to be loyal, loyalty to something or someone that is not currently present. And so you can check back to that episode if you want to get a little more of an insight into how amen works in general. So this particular halacha is talking about one example of amen, which is a little bit uniquely relevant in the setting of the ending of Psuket Zimra. So this, to get remind you, the structure of Psuket Zimra is there's an opening bracha, which is called Baruch She'amar, and there's a closing bracha, which is called Yishtabach. And so when you have this, you have this in between these two brachos, there's these, these paragraphs that are essentially excerpts from Tehillim and various other places in Tanakh. So we, we say first the bracha of Baruch She'amar, which essentially connects what we're about to do with all these paragraphs, to Hashem, and to, to link the experience of saying these words to Hashem. And then we, when we finish that process, we then end off with a second bracha to, to close this, this segment, which is, again, the emotional uh, correlation segment. So in Halacha Gimel, the third Halacha in Simanon Aleph, so it says the following, Achar Yishtabach, so after you finish the bracha of Yishtabach, you can answer Amen, Achar Birkat Atzmo, after your own bracha. So this is actually its own story. Are you allowed to say Amen to your own bracha? So normally, like, like we've discussed, we basically say a bracha, and that's supposed to be a link, uh, a consciousness trigger between a particular action or thing that we're about to do uh, or say, and then link, linking that thematically to Hashem in terms of the the ideas or the essence of whatever that action or thing is that we're about to say. So if you're about to eat a particular food, so you're trying to link the, the perception, perceptual awareness of Hashem to the thing you're about to eat. So the bracha is meant to trigger that. Uh, so then after you make that bracha, though, uh, if somebody else hears you say it, so then the halacha is they're supposed to say amen. And what they're doing is they're now piggybacking on your consciousness trigger since you're saying it out loud and then they hear it. So they're actually piggybacking on that consciousness trigger, not saying it themselves, but they can actually then try to uh, access the same headspace of the bracha and essentially affirm that they also uh, see things that way. So it's it's kind of like a, it's a consciousness opportunity. And these things are all over the place. Uh, consciousness, Hashem consciousness opportunities are extraordinarily plentiful. Uh, and it's actually the whole point of all these tools, there's many, many tools like this that are designed to essentially uh, take advantage of the flow of idea a flow of ideas, the, con- the idea contagion that's all around us, that when we're around other people, so we intrinsically pick up on things that they're saying and doing and thinking because we are very aware of each other's uh, cues, each other's behaviors, and so you can essentially, uh, you, you, you're constantly becoming aware of what other people are aware of, whether it's just by people's eye movement, things that people are saying. Uh, we float around in the world, especially now with social media, there's so much to read also. We're really, we're, we're very much in the thick of the world of ideas, and so these are all um, contexts of awareness of other people, of other ideas all over the place. And what the Torah essentially is pushing for is that you should use that, 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 uh, the, the amazingly plentiful world of ideas and information to try to heighten your awareness of Hashem. So when you yourself are, are saying a bracha to try to raise awareness of Hashem in your own consciousness, and I'm there at the same time, so then we spend plenty of time talking about, you know, whatever topics we're interested in, 
But here we're about to deeply uh, experientially encounter Hashem through the food that we're about to eat. That can easily be a trigger for even more conversations about that and, and to focus deeply in on those kinds of things. And that's exactly what, you know, that's what it says in the in the Psukim of Shema, to try to talk about these things all the time. We're supposed to, and, and not just because we're supposed to do it, but when you actually have awareness of Hashem and how that manifests as existence around you, so it's actually, there's not, there, there's there's no way to avoid Hashem. In other words, Hashem's presence is literally the manifestation of the, of the complexity and nuance of reality all around you. So that's what we're essentially trying to access with these brachos. And so these the the brach the so when you use that properly, so then the word amen is just part of that framework. Essentially it's you trying to to uh, confirm or to like I said, jump on, piggyback onto the consciousness trigger that is initiated by the person who's saying the bracha. So then the question is, can you say amen to your own bracha? Because if you're the one who's initiating the uh, the particular bracha, you're saying it yourself, so then why would you ever say amen to your own bracha? And in fact, the Gemara says one should not do that. Uh, it's considered to be davar meguneh. It's, a, it's a, a repulsive thing to say amen to your own bracha, presumably, the reason for that is something along the lines of that when, you, when you're saying your own bracha, then you shouldn't have to finish it off by saying, yeah, I'm now affirming the thing that I just said, because that sort of implies that when you said the bracha itself, you as the initiator of the consciousness trigger, so then you're essentially uh, belittling or demeaning the, the initial statement that you made. You're kind of saying like, uh, well, now I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, affirm the thing that I said, but, I ju- but you just said it. So that is the affirmation itself. And presumably the, the original form of, the, of that statement is a much more full affirmation of Hashem's presence and your awareness of it and your loyalty to it, even when it's hard to encounter, um, which is, again, the concept of emunah. So then to, to say that is far more significant than to just say the word amen afterwards. So you say amen, it almost like uh, makes what you said first a little bit less significant, so sort of saying, well, now I'm going to follow that up with this. Uh, but there are certain ex- exceptions where we do say amen after our own bracha, and so we're going to just sh- introduce you to them for a second. And this is found in, C- in Siman Reish Tetvav, which is 215, uh, much later on, but we just have to kind of explore it to, to understand what this halacha that we're learning here is talking about. And it says here that a person ain't on amen achar berchosav, person does not say amen after his own brachos, brachos, unless you're saying two brachos in a row, o yoter, or more, shem sof brachos, which are the, which are the ending uh, of, of a series of brachos. So if you, if you have a series of brachos and you're ending them, so then you would say amen after your own bracha according to this opinion. He brings an example of our own halacha here, that the minhag is to say amen after yishtabach uh, as well. And we actually don't do this Ashkenazim. Um, but here the, um, the, the Ramah also says that he, he, he brings the minhag of, of Ashkenaz, which is, the yesh omrim amen rak birkas He says that the only time we really say amen after our own bracha is after the third bracha of birkat amazon, uh, known as benching, and that's after you eat uh, bread or something like that. So then you would say this the these series of brachos, and he says in in that context you would answer amen to your own bracha after the third bracha, and the reason for that is because the third bracha is actually the end of of the original benching from the Torah. And so we have actually four brachot in benching, but the fourth one was added later. And so we say amen after the third one in order to sort of signify that we just finished the the real benching, we'll call it, or the deoraisa benching. And then uh, as we say, the phrase bonei bracha v'yerushalayim, amen, then we say amen at the end of our own bracha. And so here the Mishnah Brewer also explains that the, the logic here is that we, we say amen when we have a series of brachos 
and the 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 last bracha is the is like a signature. It's the ending of a particular area. So then we that that that's when we would say amen after our own bracha. So just to clarify again, so the the minhag of this of this fardim is to say amen after our own brachos in certain situations. And the Ashkenazi minhag is actually to almost never do this. We only do it after the third bracha of benching. But conceptually, the logic that you have to that we're trying to access here, the underlying mechanics on the on the on the um, Kabbalah level on the Machshava level as to why we would say Amen after our own bracha at all is that again normally we don't the Gemara explicitly says we don't because it's something which now undermines the original saying of a bracha but in rare instances in situations where there's a series of brachos and now the final bracha is the ending of that series it's like a signature bracha so then we according to some opinions we would say Amen to our own bracha and the reason for that would appear to be that what we're trying to do is we're now trying to sum up all of that it's kind of like this custom of saying at the end of something long Kein let that be the, let, let this be the will of Hashem what you're basically doing is you're you just said a bunch of things like in the case of Sukkot Zimra, so you said the first bracha and then you said all of these paragraphs with all these different concepts in them and then we finished off with the final bracha and we're trying to sort of now that we've we've signed off on the entire process now we say to all of that amen and what we're really saying they were saying i want to now in a in a kind of like inclusive one word way sum up the the affirmation affirmative component of all of the of the entire series so we say amen at the end of that and so that again to remember the whole idea of um of saying these words, you have the, the brachos before and after and the series in between, this is the concept of, of, of verbal tefillah, is that we're trying to actually say words that trigger a series, a cascade of thoughts and associations in our minds, which that itself will then feed upward into our perceptual space and help us access perceptions that we don't always access, thus reinforcing them and strengthening them. And all of that is designed to undermine and undo the damage of the etzadas, which essentially which mean, which leads to the implantation of, of distorted perceptions in our perceptual landscape. And so that's what we're trying to do when we say these different words in Psuket Zimra and really in all of the, the written tefillah that we have in the Sidur. So you can think of it as, okay, so we have this first bracha, which is about trying to, um, to create the headspace of Hashem's presence in the context of the things that we're going to say in Psuket Zimra. Then we have all the words of Psuket Zimra, which we're going to have to explore either both in a separate series, but also as we go forward through these halachos. And again, the Psuket Zimra series is going to be uh, available on yisodblocks.com, so you can check it out over there when it comes out. Um, and then at the end, we have the bracha that sums up all that up and basically you know, uh, re reviews and reinforces Hashem's, our awareness of Hashem's presence in the context of all the thoughts that we just had. So now you've, you've just gone through this, you know, this deluge of thoughts in your mind that are all part of how you see Hashem and access perceptions of Hashem that are now deeper and more more uh, installed because you've reviewed them and, and, and considered them in new ways. And, and then you basically sum all that up with another Hashem uh, reference, which is the last bracha of Yishtabach. And then at the end of that entire process, you would say Amen, according to the opinion that Shulchan Aruch mentioned here, because now you're trying to basically uh, sum up the, that whole thing in the one word of saying, yeah, all that that I just said, like, amen to all of that. So that way it's like I'm now, I'm, I'm trying to, to distill that into one moment of affirmation and to sort of sign off on that and, and, and affirm it. And so that's, that's exactly what the Mishnah Baruch here writes um, in, uh, in, in Reish Tetvav in 215, where he says how the idea is that this is all one inyan, so when you're ending, it's all one thing, it's all one, one block, essentially, 
And so when you're ending off that block, so then you're gonna you're gonna put like a, a signature on it that says everything in this block I affirm all that. And so we need that because unlike when you make just one bracha, so what you wouldn't say amen is that we the bracha is already the affirmation. It's all right there. It's 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 short. It's reasonably short, and it's just one idea essentially, and and it's right in front of you. So then you you don't say amen to that. But if you have a whole series of things that are all part of one big block, so then you sign off at the end with the word amen, saying everything in there is affirmed. And what you're trying to do is you're essentially trying to um, to to give like a little a little final um, uh, mark of installation into your mind, so that way the the thought processes and patterns that you had will actually stick. Now again, unfortunately, when we say amen nowadays, we barely think about what it is that we're saying. And so this, the, the question of whether to say Amen after our own bracha here or not is almost like irrelevant because for many of us when we say Amen, we're not even doing that. Um, but if you actually do access this, I'm not saying that you should say Amen to your own bracha, but you can certainly, when you finish Yishtabach, uh, you can actually still have that thought where you can say in your mind Amen and say everything that I just said, I want to kind of like have that now as like a, a remembered entity. And you can actually, you can actually like almost briefly review the thoughts that you had for a second just to really uh, let them concretize there in your mind and then you can bring them forward into into the next level which is the level of um, of, of uh, Birchus Kriyashma and that's we're going to discuss obviously much later parts of the halacha here but that's essentially the idea of doing this. So I hope that was clear and useful and also gave some insight into both this halacha and the halacha in, uh, in uh, Reish Tesvav 215 over there and some background into Amein that now adds a little bit more to the Amein process. And again, hopefully that we can actually uh, have some of these thoughts triggered when we say Amein. That's the whole point of actually doing this stuff is living it and making this real, embodying it. So it's actually really a part of who you are, as opposed to just, uh, you know, Torah being this thing that we don't, we barely understand what it is underneath. We just know we're supposed to do certain things and then we either do them or we don't and we feel that we're just, uh, you know, wherever we are. So hope that was clear. Again, thanks so much for joining us and check us out at yesodeblocks.com. Subscribe today and support what we're trying to create here. You make a huge difference. Every subscription really matters as we're building this out and uh, we're really trying to change the world. So uh, feel, definitely come and join us if you want to be a part of that. We would obviously be super, super appreciative and also be able to do so much more the more we have subscribers. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.